Well, good evening, friends. Welcome to the uh, front porch. Pastor Chris here with you. What a beautiful, absolutely picturesque day we have here in Northwest Ohio. And I hope that where you're at tonight, it is equally as beautiful. And I hope you've had a blessed day. I hope you've been able to uh, not just appreciate what God has uh, given to us in this creation of a day, but but just also just acknowledge his presence in and around your life today and so great to great to have you with us uh here on the front porch and you know as i I look back over this week and and watch just uh, all that's been happening around us in the world there's there's a lot to be in prayer for but there's a lot to be thankful for we've seen a lot of uh, at least i've witnessed a lot of uh, moments this past week of of god showing up and, and doing things in the world and i just give thanks and praise to him for that as well and acknowledge that even in the midst of all that there's still a lot of pain and suffering in the world and, and you know it's uh, it's it's quite remarkable when you watch the news how how often there's a lot of slinging of uh, words back and forth and, and sometimes just not a lot of grace you know and so uh, so just very thankful to be uh, to be here today and to be looking at the world and you know we're going to touch on that a little bit here tonight so good to have you with us uh, Ann and Dave, uh, Dinah and Al, good to have you, especially you, Al and Dinah. I just hope and pray you guys are doing well. I, uh, boy, I tell you, it's been kind of one of those weeks where, where it's like, oh, I, I want to get out and see you guys and just uh, haven't had a chance. And so I uh, hope uh, you both are doing well and maybe been able to get outside and uh, enjoy a little bit of this weather. So Jackie, uh, great to have you with us too. Uh, sister, I hope you and the family are doing well. Uh, always, uh, It's always great to see your name pop up and uh, say hi and Hey friends, if you're watching tonight, just uh, leave a comment, and say hi. It'd be great to see that uh, you tuned in. So, Shar, uh, uh, good to good to have you, sister. You're in our prayers. I hope you're doing well, and uh, you've kind of. I know you're in a journey, sister, of a of a kind of a transition, if you will, after the passing of your mom. But uh, I know you're in the hearts of everyone at the church, and so uh, uh, we just we just we think of you often, sister, and you're in our prayers. So, well, I want to uh, I want to talk about. Um, this, I, I guess the, the way I, I would describe it is that often in life, uh, when we talk about the principles that God has called us to live by, um, one of the things that, that happens in our world that we see is, is that there is this uh, thirst for uh, evil. There's a thirst for revenge, I think is the, the proper word to use. And a lot of times it starts with words. Uh, a lot of times it starts with words. I touched on that last night where we where I talked about how David in the book of Psalms goes to God and asks God to guard his lips so that nothing uh, negative evil comes out. It's all it's all wholesome. And and so it leads into another principle that I think that God tells us through the scriptures and that is to not seek revenge. Uh, in Romans, Paul says that um, it says this, in verse 17, repay no evil for evil, yet give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. Uh, live peacefully all, verse 18, and then in verse 19, beloved, never avenge yourselves, yet leave it to God, leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I shall pay, repay, says the Lord. Going back to Isaiah there, that, that, that verse, because the world that, that we find ourselves in, I apologize for the tractor noise, uh, but the world we find ourselves in, 
a lot of times when we are when we are hurt, uh, when we are uh, attacked, when we are uh, uh, embarrassed, when we can't understand why someone's doing something, we, we we witness how evil is done in the name of evil. Some might say, "Well, I'm, I'm doing this out of uh, out of the, the, the sense that I'm looking to avenge or create justice." When in fact, what we're doing, and more importantly, how we're doing something, is really uh, trying to repay evil for evil. And and look, we know what evil is. It's wicked. It's uh, it's devoid. Uh, or deprive of hope. Right? When we take away hope from someone, we take away hope from something, we end up with a, a sense I'm watching the tractor drive by and he's creating a, a billow of smoke <laughs> as he drives past. Um, but Paul says to the Roman church who, who let's face it, are, are under persecution by, by, the, by the emperor of Rome, we must stand in grace, not in evil. Because if we stand in evil, if we repay evil with evil, then all we are doing is the same thing as if someone else. And we have demonstrated evil really does win. And so Paul says that's not how we are to live. We are to live as honorable. Uh, there is the there is the truth that we can bring justice. We can. Go after those that that break God's laws, but at the same token, we must also do it in a sense of goodness for the betterment of the world, so that we don't take away hope. Right? When we we diminish hope, we're doing the exact opposite of what God calls us to do. Why? Because all we're doing is spreading pain. We're spreading evil. We're spreading hurt, and and it's a natural instinct to strike back. It's a natural instinct to uh, go after someone. Because, you know what, when we're angry, when we're hurt, why not do that, right? That's what, that's what we tell ourselves. And yet, Paul points out to us that that's not how we are to, uh, to live. That's not how we are to um, respond. Paul says we are to respond in good. And, and the truth is, even if we look at our own life, I suspect a lot of us recognize that we are to do good. Um, and it's hard when you when you think about uh, the world that we've lived in for so long, and the, the countless wars that have existed. But how many of those were to set free others to right wrongs? When we go back to World War II, there's a there's a great example. There was a true evil in the world. They were they were persecuting and trying as best they could to eliminate uh, the Jewish culture. And, and that was pure evil. And so we, we as a nation, we as a people, we as humanity had to stand up against that, right? It was, but, but they did it, and I think this is what was so remarkable. They did it in justice and in grace. That even as they uh, would, in a sense, claim victory, there was still a level of grace there. There was still a level of hope there. And, and so we have to, I think, look at our own lives and say, how can we, do things better, how can we stand stronger in the face of when life 
turns evil to us, when we uh, find evil in our lives. And it's an important principle to live by, because it's very quick to respond with anger and hatred and throw words of, of kind of, we know in our hearts they're, they're, they're small words, but boy, they cut deep on someone, and so it, it makes us kind of, in a temporary sense, uh, feel good about ourselves, and so we do that. And so we, we just, oh man, we gotta, we gotta watch that. I think we really do. And because the world has lost a sense of hope. And every journey that each one of us is on, unique and different, and some of us are further along on the journey, we know that when someone has used evil against us, it hurts. And if we've tried to repay it with evil, we don't actually claim any victory. All we claim is the continuation of that spread of hurt and anger It hurt. And so, friends, we, we have to look at the principle that God has set before us and say, all right, God, you're calling me to live a certain way. How will I live that way? And how can I live that way better? And, and it's very, I think, I think very easy to say, well, they disappointed me, so, so I'm going to repay them with, with evil. I'm not going to give them a chance. And here's the, here's the crux of it, to have or to give to, to set forgiveness up. Because if we, heaven forbid, if we give forgiveness to someone that has done evil towards us, then it looks and makes us feel weak. It, it gives power, and we, we don't want that. We, we don't want that. But, but yet the truth is that's what God calls us to do. That's how God calls us to live in this world, is to live in a sense of peace and grace because if we don't i'm telling you it just makes our journey so much more difficult so much harder and so i want to encourage you that as we hear these words from paul that that we use not just our words but our actions for good because there's enough pain and suffering in, in the world that that if we're going to truly serve god then we truly must we must live our lives by grace, not by evil. Um, and Paul adds something that I think is important here in verse 19, because he says, leave it to God. Leave it to God. Uh, Deuteronomy uh, chapter, I'm looking here for it. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 35, God says to so his people, vengeance is mine, vengeance is mine. If God in the very beginning of the Bible proclaims that, that, that vengeance is God's, not ours, then where do we stand in trying to articulate that? And the truth is we don't, we have no footing because, because God is saying it is my vengeance, right? This word vengeance uh, is quarrel, is to provide revenge and it's not something the Hebrew people needed to do because because here's the thing when you do vengeance it shows that you don't trust anyone else or anything else or any moment especially God to deliver that wrath it says your 
who are greater or need to be greater than God. Instead of saying, God, do what you are going to do. I lay it in your hands. I trust in you. And how often do we demonstrate our ability to trust God, especially when we're in pain? And the truth is, I think a lot of times we don't. Because we need it. We have to solve it. Because who else is going to protect us if we right? And Paul says, give it unto him. For vengeance is mine, he says. I will repay, God says. I will recompensate, says the Lord. And then Paul in verse 20 says this, If your enemy is hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing so, you heap burning coals on their head. Do not be overcome by evil, yet overcome evil with good. But there is evil in your life. The solution is evil. Show goodness. Show kindness. Show grace. And in doing so, you set free. You set free the captiveness of what evil portrays and gives. And so if you're facing an evil situation, I want to encourage you to, to look at it and say, how can I show goodness in this instead of repaying it with evil? How can I be kind in the midst of this instead of showing evil? And if we can do that, if we can do that, friends, I think we can overcome all that we're doing. Hello, friend. My friend, the kitten, showed up here to say hi to us all. <laughs> we live in a, in a fallen and, and hurting world that's it's suffering a lot these days. And too often we witness pain. Too often we experience pain. And I think we've forgotten that the way you, you release pain is by going to our Lord and Savior. We think we have to do something to get rid of that by releasing it to others and, and upon others. Yet the truth is God says, give it to me and I shall set you free. I shall set you free. This is what Paul is trying to describe to us. And these are the characteristics that God has laid out before us that I hope all of us entail, even when it's difficult, even when it's hard. Maybe there's someone in your life that uh, needs to know about grace a little bit more than, than normal. Maybe they're going through a tough time. Maybe they're struggling. And maybe your response to that needs to be grace, not, not evil. And you might say, Pastor, I never show evil to someone. But yet sometimes, I think sometimes we do by our lack of response, our lack of concern. I think we have to do better. We all have to do better. We all can do better every day by smiling, by embracing the, the, the unknown possibilities of what lies ahead. And if we do that, well, I think in time, we'll even feel healing in our own lives. We'll have hope again. We'll have joy. And we'll, we'll know the possibilities. We'll know some great things. So I want to offer up a prayer tonight for anyone out there who's struggling, who's, who's feeling just the weight of life. And it's angering them, it's hurting them, it's, it's just tearing them apart. And I want to pray that, that you'll realize it's not about the words of anger that you throw out against others, but it's about the, the potential goodness and hope that you can share. Because if you can 
do that, if you can get to that place, you'll be set free. Because that's the promise from God. That's what Jesus did on the cross for you. I'm going to offer up a prayer for you tonight, my friends, if you would. Lord, be with you. Loving God, I, I, I tell you, Lord, I give thanks to you for the evilness that we do not have to embrace because we have hope found in your son, Jesus. Lord, there's a lot that happens in our lives, a lot of noise, a lot of stuff. Lord, I just ask that, that in the midst of all of that, that you give us healing through grace, that we are encouraged not to repay evil with evil, but repay evil with goodness. And that evil comes in so many different forms and methods. But Lord, I just ask, I just beg you, Lord, just give us grace tonight. Show us a path of joy, hope. Lord, I thank you for this amazing week that you have given to us, the joy of the, of the beautiful weather today and what comes this weekend. And I know, Lord, as we celebrate independence in this nation, that we are reminded that we are a nation founded Founded on grace, founded on the hope of a better day tomorrow. A place where those that may come may be centered on your love. And this is a place they may be restored. So Lord, I thank you for this gift. I thank you, Lord, for this nation that we call home. And all of it, Lord, I thank you for your son, Jesus. For it is in Christ that we are restored, that we are lifted up, that we are celebrated. So Lord, bless us all tonight. Bless us this weekend. Lord, let us celebrate with joy that which is our independence, but our independence from sin because of Jesus. Let us celebrate that, Lord. Let us acknowledge that. This, Lord, I give thanks to you. In the beautiful name of your son, Jesus. Friends, I, I hope and pray for all of you. It's a great weekend for you. And uh, Barbara, I saw you signed on, and, and Barbara, it's great to have you, sister. Uh, I'm praying for you as well, as always, and I hope you're doing well. But, but for all of you that have signed on and for that will catch this later, I thank you. I thank you for stopping by a porch, even in the midst of a day that's so gorgeous that you may want to be doing something else right now, or maybe you are but for you and your life. May God bless you this week. May you be surrounded by his amazing you find hope and peace in this world. So I hope you have a blessed weekend, friends. I hope that you celebrate the 4th of July, either in the quietness of your home or with friends and family, whatever it might be. And if you find yourself in church on Sunday, Give thanks to God for this nation, would you? And so until Monday when we gather again, may God bless and keep each of you safe. Keep you from the evil one. And may his face shine upon you. And may you see Jesus wherever you go. God bless friends from the front porch. And I'll see you next week. Have a blessed week.